Well, now I think I know why I never preached on this. A very long gospel that I probably said, uh, Father Cash, you want to you want to do that 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 homily today? So I reflecting on this, I, I think it's one of the most important. And I went back to the church fathers, a little bit of Brant Petrie, it, it, it just catechism of the Catholic Church. You know, this is one of the most remarkable conversations Jesus ever had. Do you know what's the longest? With any one person, especially in the Gospel of John. And so this conversion serves a model of this woman. This conversion of this woman serves as a model for all conversions of all people. All right. All can come to Christ. Now, it's important because she not only has a holy encounter with Jesus, but she receives eternal salvation through this living water. And she's important because she shows that all of us can, no matter who we are or where we come from. All right. She represents the lowest of the low. And it's by design. Every little detail in here matters. I wish I had time to explain it, but I'm just going to try to give you the main points here. Um, she is a female in a society where women were demoral, uh, what do you call it, demeaned or disregarded. It's just the way it was then. Um, she was from a race that was despised by the Jews, the Samaritans. And she really was probably living in shame as a social outcast. So she had it all, the wrong gender, the wrong nationality, and she was even wrong for society. Why do we believe that? Because the church fathers said that women typically drew water. This is very important at that time in groups of other women in the morning. Now here, this, it was like a social event. Now here comes this woman. She's alone. She's not with other women. And it's not in the morning when they do it. It was at noon. The very first line says it was about noon. Why is that important? It shows because she was not accepted in society. She had to come to get water when the others had left. It was midday. This kind of indicates that she was a social outcast. Now, it's important where they are. Why did, why did the gospel say that this was a well? All right. Did you know that Isaac and Jacob, Jacob found their wives at a well? Now, this is getting to be very interesting when our whole teaching of our faith. Now, Jacob and Isaac found their wives at a well. Now, here comes Jesus. He is the bridegroom. You've heard me talk about that so many times. But then when I read into the church fathers, I'm like all excited because everything I've been teaching and I was taught in seminary is true. And it's, it's reemphasized by the church fathers. What do they say? They say Jesus is the bridegroom and he's looking for a bride. And it's like, well, wait a minute, Father. I didn't think Jesus married. Okay. John shows us a well because this is nuptial, right? Um, it's the divine bridegroom, Jesus, come to marry, but not a, this woman. He wants to marry all of humanity, but he uses this woman as an example. And it's very important. All right. Israel <clears throat> in the Old Testament was God's bride. We know that. But they were unfaithful. <clears throat> they were adulterous. They went to other spouses. 
Now, this is all going to tie together. And again, I'm borrowing from the church fathers. I did a lot of research on this. And in seminary, I went back to my notes. I'm like, wow, I don't remember preaching on this. And I, I do think it's because God wiped my memory clear so he I could say what he wants me to say here. Now, <clears throat> the woman, this is, um, she said, now this is, this is interesting because um, the Israel left their spouse, the true spouse God, for other spouses, quotation marks, things of the world, golden calves, riches, money. Now, this woman says that she was married, or Jesus says, go see your husband. She says, I'm not married. And he says, you're right, but you had five spouses. Now, what marriage is he talking about? Now, Jesus is... <clears throat> teaching her a lesson because what he meant that you were married five times what does he mean by that probably the things of the world the five big things wealth pleasure honor power material things these are the five spouses of our world we marry ourselves to them that's what israel did and that's what jesus is pointing out to her you're doing what israel did you married the wrong things. You had five illicit spouses and in wealth, pleasure, honor, power, material things. You're hoping to find joy, but this, this is not your real spouse. You're really not married. You had five spouses, but you're really not married. Oh, now it gets interesting. So all of us are waiting for a savior to save us from our past. And Jesus is offering Israel something greater to fix their past. So now he comes to make a new marriage covenant. This is interesting. She represents his bride, the new Israel. And now the new Israel is not just Jewish. The new Israel is not just Israel. The new Israel is what? The church, which includes Jew and Gentile. Seminarian, seminarian, Sumerian, Sumerian, and pagan. All can come to Jesus, all through his church. Jesus doesn't come to marry her in a natural marriage. There's some wackos out there that saying Jesus actually married the Samaritan woman, not in a natural marriage. He came to marry what she represents, the church, in a supernatural way, all people. She doesn't just represent the Jews, as I said, not just the Gentiles, but all people, as I said, even pagans. Do you know that's why the blood type in all the Eucharistic miracles, I'm going to be doing... Uh, our Divine Mercy Sunday show this year is going to be on the Eucharist. We invite you to join us. And I always find it fascinating that all of the Eucharistic miracles of the host that bled, they bleed AB blood type, which is very uncommon in the Western world, but it is common in the Middle East, in Palestine. And the AB blood type is the universal, not the universal donor, but the universal receiver which means Jesus receives all into the body of Christ. What is the body of Christ? The church. And so now he comes to wed to his church. This is not my teaching. This is the church fathers. And so the church fathers said, 
that the living water is key here. And it has several meanings. He said, the, they, they said the other meaning of the living water is the water. Do you know that the woman, I, now this I did not know. A woman in the Jewish time, this, they would have another meaning to living water. It was the water a woman used in her bridal bath. This is what she would do before her marriage. She would bathe in this living water. So when a bride was prepared for her wedding day, she washed in it like baptism to prepare her for her wedding. Like she would bathe in this, what they called living water. You see, all of this ties to our Catholic faith, but when all you do is isolate Bible passages and shout them at Catholics and say, you don't know your Bible, we get intimidated. You got to know the whole meaning and the living water, the bride, you got to know the, the, the history. You got to know Greek and, and Latin and, and, uh, and Hebrew, really Greek and Hebrew for the scriptures. And, and you got to know the meaning of the, of the context of what these scriptures were written. So a woman before she was married would bathe in the, what they called the living water. This is what Jesus is talking about. He's getting ready to wed his church. You won't hear non-Catholics tell you this about this passage. And so they would bathe in it to prepare them. And so Jesus is offering her to become a spiritual bride. He is going to give this supernatural living water and when he goes to the cross, what does he give? Blood and water out of his side. This is the image of divine mercy. The blood and the water, he gave it. That's how his church was born. What does he also give? The Holy Spirit. What is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is the blood and the water that comes out of the image. I don't know if Brother Mark can show that right now, but when you look at the blood, the, the, the image, you see the blood and the water. The blood and the water, the rays coming out of Christ's heart is the Holy Spirit. And this is the whole message Jesus even mentioned in this passage about the Spirit. So we receive this living water of the Holy Spirit when? When do you receive the, 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 the living waters of the Holy Spirit? Baptism. Baptism. Baptism in the church. Through the power of the water and the Holy Spirit. You must, it says, Jesus says, you must be born of water and spirit. It doesn't say just born of the spirit like our non-Catholic brethren. It says you must be born of water and the spirit. That's what's coming from the rays of divine mercy, which we're getting ready for in a couple weeks. And so the power of the water and the Holy Spirit are to cleanse us from our sins in baptism. And then divine mercy Sunday, Father Seraphim, what we said is like a second baptism because you've probably messed up since your first baptism. And so God gives us like a second baptism. It's not a second baptism. You only get baptized once, but it's like a second baptism because it wipes away all your sins and punishment. That's the living water. The living water of baptism, also the living water that the bride bathed in to prepare for what? The wedding. What wedding? Eucharist. When you come up and you make your march up this aisle, you're making your wedding march. And who's waiting for you at the altar? The groom. Who's the groom? Jesus. What happens? He enters into you. It's consummated. The wedding feast of the Lamb. The entire book of Revelation is about this. Just ask Scott Hahn. This is incredible. 
And so baptism washes everything away, venial sin, mortal sin, and punishment. It's the power of the living water. And so do you know why it's given now? Do you know why we have this passage now in the third week of Lent? We do because it is to prepare the catechumens for the Easter vigil when they will be baptized. That's why we have this passage now. But now we don't even know what's happening in our church. We don't even know what the liturgical calendar is. We don't realize that the catechumens are supposed to be preparing for baptism in the Easter vigil. And so this reading today talks to you about the living waters of baptism. We know this. Are you making this all up, Father Chris? No, go to catechism 1617. And it says the entire Christian life bears the mark of the spousal love between Christ and his church. Baptism is a nuptial mystery. It's a marital mystery. It is the nuptial bath like the woman would bathe in before her wedding. So it's nuptial. It's a nuptial bath that precedes the wedding feast of the Eucharist. That's why you have to be baptized before you receive the wedding. Just like the woman was bathed to prepare for her wedding, you are bathed in baptism to prepare for the wedding feast of the Lamb, where you are united with your spouse in holy communion. Only the Catholic faith has this, and only the Catholic faith understands this deep meaning of Scripture. This is why you need a church. If you don't have a church to interpret the Scripture for you, you're going to have 40,000 different interpretations. And this is why I keep preaching from the rooftops. This is why we need a church. What I give to you every day is simply church teaching. It is not Father Chris made up stuff. My goal when I sat in seminary was, Lord, I know why you have me here, because I got a big mouth. And with the big mouth, you want me to teach and preach what I learned in seminary so that we could understand why we're Catholic. This is the answer. You know, Christ, this is so important. Christ weds the church but the church as a whole is members, individuals. And you as individual members become a member of the church when? When you're baptized. This is amazing. You know, the woman here is the bride. And Jesus comes and betroths himself to her. Again, not an individual natural marriage with this woman. But supernatural. So he can make her clean make her clean through the living waters of baptism. This is why he brings up her sins. Did you know that? Did you catch that? Well, I thought Jesus forgot all our sins. Yeah, after you're baptized and go to confession. But she hadn't been yet. She's a pagan. And so Jesus brings up her sins. Why? To call to mind what is keeping her from loving him, her sins. Her sins, her five spouses, wealth, material things, honor. So this is what's going on. Now, these sins are not an impediment for Jesus. They're an impediment for her. She has to deal with sin first so that Jesus can wash her clean and be his bride. That is what happens at baptism. And then it's consummated what happens at the marriage. The groom enters into the bride. It's consummated here at the altar when Jesus, the groom, enters into you, the bride. You know, to me, amazing. And this is why I became a priest. 
because this message is the life-giving water. Nothing else in the world matters like this. So he does this. She recognizes that he's telling her the truth. Why? How do we know this? Did you catch it? She left her jar there. By leaving her jar there, it's because she no longer is looking for earthly water. She has found the true water, the water of eternal life through him, her Messiah. Now, wait a minute. How do we know Jesus is the Messiah? He said so. It is he who is speaking to you. Especially important. He said so. So she believes and she says, we know that this man, can he really be the savior of the world? And the people say yes. Now, Jesus points out later in the Gospels that he's rejected by his own people. But yet here comes the Samaritans, not the Jews, and they believed. So Jesus is open to all people. So to finish, Jesus asks her for a drink, right? He says, give me a drink of this living water. It's the same as Moses did in the desert that Brother John just read. The, 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 the wisdom of the church putting these passages together. We see Jesus is the new Moses. Moses was looking for actual water in the desert to give drink to his people. Now Jesus comes in the desert where Jacob was and gives the eternal living water to the people. We see this again in the image of divine mercy. Why? Because you have the cleansing waters coming from his heart. The cleansing waters of baptism and confession. And on Divine Mercy Sunday, these waters of confession go, get cleansed. And then the red ray, the, the Eucharist, the precious blood, it's consummated. It reminds us that only Jesus can offer salvation. Only Jesus brings us this eternal water, eternal life. And this water is not like regular water that Moses found, but comes from God himself, not out of the ground. And this is what we have in Christ. It lasts forever. You know, the things that she loved of the world, like her five husbands, they're not her real spouse. Jesus is. And those things in our life that we put all our emphasis on, money, education, career, sports, whatever it is, they're not our true spouse. Jesus is. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. 
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.